Welcome to the Top 10 Garden Show with Ken Lane. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. This weekend's garden class is on how to grow wildflowers. And the reason that we have a class every Saturday at 930, we have a, a class. The, the, the topics change. Uh, this weekend, it's how to grow wildflowers and why January is the best month to start wildflowers. Or, or I'd say by the end of February, if you can get it in before Valentine's, perfect. And here's the reason why. It seems counterintuitive if, unless you're a gardener. But seed, this, this is a blended seed. So you get wildflower mixes or blends. So there's 10, 20 or more varieties of seed in each of our mixes. We custom make our mixes. So there's a butterfly, there's a deer and rabbit resistive, there's a Arizona, there's a native mix. And so there's a, only a poppy mix, just California poppies, only with more than just orange. It's got reds and yellows and pinks and whites. It's really pretty. The reason that you're putting them in in January, these are wild seed. And so some of them are so light and fluffy, they float away. Some are so hard and crusty, they just have this shell that you just can't get through. And so these types of seed that are truly wild, they're truly native perennial types of seed. That is, they're going to come back and grow bigger and better every year. Many of these need to go through this freeze-thaw cycle. They need to be frozen at night and, and then warm up during the day. And that scarifies or cracks open or breaks open some of these seed that are just so hard. They're designed to hold their, to be there for years if they need to until the environment is just right. And so you're, you're not going to wait till the environment's just right. You're going to force it because you're a gardener. I want wildflowers now. And so you, you get the soil ready. It's pretty easy. I'll tell you how. And then you put your seed down and you put some light mulch, some, some organic stuff to keep them uh, protected from basically the birds. And that's how you do it. And you're doing that in the next, really, as the sooner the better. So the more they're exposed to this freeze and thaw, the better the harvest, the better the, 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 the germination rate is going to be in your gardens. And so a few seed go a long way. So seed, wildflower seeds are not like grass. So, so lawn type of grasses, you're putting very heavy, like eight pounds per hundred square feet. It's some ridiculous thing. Uh, wildflowers are ounces to the hundred feet. So it's like, they, they just go a long ways. And so one flower is going to come up and just take over and they'll come up in waves. So they'll start growing at the end of February, March. They'll just come up in ever growing waves as they, as each variety of seeds start to germinate and come up. So they come up not all at once, but at different rates. And they're, they're kind of sensitive. Some are, are, are light sensitive. So many hours a day, they go, oh, it's spring, grow. Some are soil temperature. Oh, finally, the soil's warm enough. I will sprout. And so there's different triggers for different kinds of seed. But if you have a good mix, a native mix, that's what's going to happen. Here, let me put a caveat to that. Here's the negative. Here's what to watch out for. And again, my name's Ken. We're just friends. And here's, I don't want my friends to make mistakes. And so a lot of the seed mixes you see sold, especially at the big box stores, the, the, the marts and things, they're, they're wildflowers, but they're annuals. 
So those folks, they're going for price point. They don't care about quality. They don't care about next year. They only care about getting you to buy, you know, pay 10 bucks for this. And you just ask, God, we sold another one. Yeah. And so then they won't come back for you. So these are zinnias and they're annuals. They'll bloom for one year and then that's it. They're not going to come back again. So they don't get better and bigger over time. So you don't want an annual variety of wildflower. You want a mix or blend of perennial varieties that are for this altitude, for this climate. So you're going to take our seed at Waters Garden Center from Prescott, Arizona. You're going to take that down to Phoenix or Palm Springs or Tucson. It wouldn't work. They're made for elevation. They're made for this cooler, this freeze thaw. They're made for our environment. So you want a seed mix that's made for you, not not boxed up in like Atlanta, Georgia, and then shipped over and sold to every store, all 2,000 stores. You don't want that seed mix. You'll, you'll be happy for one year and then you'll be sorely disappointed. If you're going to do the work, do it where it's, it's going to last you for years. At a wildflower patch, they should get more beautiful with age. They should spread with age. They should, they should drift down that hillside. They should spread down that creek side and get even more beautiful with time. And so here's what to do. So as you're prepping your soil, wherever you want it. So I want it under my oak tree or I want it down this to hold in the hillside of this eroding away. You scrape off that area with a stiff tine rake. Usually I'll just try, you're just trying to open up the earth. That's all you're doing. And you're getting rid of the rocks, the, the debris, the old roots, things that are there that will prevent seed. Seed cannot germinate in rock. So you're trying to open up the earth. So get these rocks and you scrape it open so that you, you scarify or open up the earth so it can receive the seed. And you're getting rid of the, the rocks that heat up and just cause issues. And so that's okay. You just prep the soil or you got it. What I do, so I've got some, I've got a couple just stunning patches. I mean, people come in the backyard and, and they just go, whoa, that's pretty cool. There's butterflies and hummingbirds. Right now I've got roadrunners running around. In, in in the flower bed going, I wonder what's out here. Because so, I just cut them back uh, for, for spring prep. And so there's lots of activity that come with wildflowers because they're wild. They're attracting the wild things out in your yard. And so I've cut those back. What I'll do is rake it up, spread my seed. I actually do a couple things. I, I will add some humic, H-U-M-I-C, humic, or, or it's a soil conditioner. It's humic acid is what it is. Humic acid, if you take a, a compost pile and boil it down to its last element, what you're left with is humic acid. Seeds love humic acid. If you know this, it encourages deeper roots is what it does. So it activates the soil so that it, so that the mycorrhizals and the worms are just kind of act, they're just working in this. They're, they're going to come in because they're attracted to this humic acid. So you spread that on there. It's like a fertilizer. It looks like coffee grounds. So you spread it out there and it's going to, I'll help those seed as they germinate to have deeper tap roots, which means you have a longer bloom, larger blooms, more blooms as the season progresses, especially for these summer things. So, so galardias, echinaceas, uh, coreopsis, these summer blooming flowers, they're going to be blooming in the heat. Well, you want them to have as deep a roots as you can, you get better flowers. And then I'll top dress that entire area with about a, maybe a half inch, quarter inch, half inch, or as light as you can go inch of, of premium mulch. So that's that's our, our mulch we make. It's screened down real tight so it won't bury the seed, but it keeps the birds off. 
keeps them moist, keeps them from drying out. So you get a better germination rate. And it ensures you get seed to soil contact. So that it needs that. If the seed are floating on top of other weeds or grasses, they're not going to, they're not going to germinate. They need to touch the soil. So this just ensures that you get that. Now, some of these seeds are so small, I can't even see where they landed. It's a problem. And so when I first started putting wildflowers out, I'd get a bunchy. So I'd go, okay, I think I, that's right in my hand. And I, I couldn't tell where they were all going. So I get clumps of, of wildflowers coming up. An insider tip, this is just school of hard knocks. This just I came up with this one, oh, hydro mulch. I need to make my own hydro mulch. And so I'll take a bag of premium mulch, which I just said you need some of that to, to keep the birds off. I'll put it in a wheelbarrow. I put my wildflowers into the mulch and I blend that into the mulch. I get two benefits. One, I instantly I, I save a step so I don't have to spread mulch out there afterwards, but it helps me to spread it much ev evener. So as now I'm taking a shovel, I'm spreading that out over the garden bed where I can see where that mulch layer is over there. Mulch is much easier to identify where it is than, than seed. You'll blend those seed into that mulch in, in the wheelbarrow Hang on, I just, they instantly disappear. And so this will help you to get a more even patch. I mean, it's a game changer. Why I didn't think of this earlier, I don't know. But now I recommend it in, in garden classes and to my friends over at Airwaves. It's a game changer. It really makes a difference. So summarize, get a good, get a, get a good seed mix. Get a native seed mix. If it's in a really pretty package, Probably it's all annuals. If it's a cheap price, it's probably all annuals. In fact, they fill those packages up with annuals and top it off with vermiculite. It looks like seed, but it's not. It's just a trick to make it look cheaper. You want a good mix. Natives for your yard. Scrape open the earth with a stiff tine rake. Spread your seed out. Spread some humic over that. And keep it watered well, a couple times a a month. I don't know. That doesn't take much. Keep it moist and that's good enough. And you're going to have a spectacular wildflower patch this year, even better next year. Got more in store for you, but be right back after this. Introducing a captivating addition to any garden landscape. With its delicate blooms contrasting against deep green foliage, this resilient perennial brings a touch of elegance to even the coldest winter days. Ice and Roses thrives in challenging conditions from frosty winters to scorching summers, making it a reliable and low-maintenance choice for both novice and seasoned gardeners alike. Its compact size and bushy habit make it ideal for borders, containers, or as a focal point in mixed beds. Whether adorning a quaint cottage garden or a modern urban landscape, Ice and Rose's Lantern Rose is sure to enchant with its enduring beauty and enduring charm, making it a must-have for every garden enthusiast. Better Together Companion Plants for February Peony, Calgary Carpet Juniper, Lily of the Valley, Pinion Pine. You're listening to garden expert Ken Lane. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 10 Garden Show. 